a great source. Yeah, obviously. Well, you know, get your mind gone. Um, <laughs> it was something like alcohol and weed, like essentially have like the same effects, like at the end of the day. And impairment-wise? Yeah, impairment-wise. And like yeah. weeds thought to be like really bad. Yeah. Well, and by some. By, by, some. by some. I mean, it's, it's like, a, yeah, I mean, it was like a negative, like, perspective on it but then like alcohol is like something that like people like look forward to and it like brings you together and it's just mm-hmm. generally like, accepted and wanted in society but then again it's like, like why why is one legal one's not well I, I think the reason why alcohol is such an acceptable drug across the board is one it makes you like talk with more people and socialize mm-hmm. and humans are social creatures so i think where weed you just kind of turn into a vegetable if you smoke a ton which people are less inclined to want that. Well, it's true. Like you get super (laughs) vain and you don't talk to anyone. Um, But, and I also think that the fact that alcohol has been consumed for so many years by so many people, because they used to drink alcohol instead of water because water wasn't safe to drink and alcohol killed the like, so obviously it wasn't super strong alcohol, but if you're drinking non-alcoholic beers all day, you're going to get a little tipsy. You're going to get a little buzz going. Yeah, it's no different from, like, me or more so you drinking, you know, O'Doul's. But it's the same thing. Just hydrating. Come on the podcast and just start from there. No, what would you expect? Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it is kind of weird, different drugs. Like, for example, I'm drinking this cup of espresso. Caffeine is just it completely socially acceptable drug yeah. across the board but something like nicotine which obviously comes in the form of a cigarette is very taboo very like you can't do that well i mean if you're <laughs> what, what negative effects does caffeine have on you i mean if you consume it every day and then you don't consume it you get headaches like you get withdrawals like that's a thing yeah but looking past just a headache and withdrawal well i shouldn't say just 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 withdrawal some people can't like that joke like don't talk to me until i've had my coffee (laughs) like to a degree it's true like some people i will say like just in the two years of like working in a professional field like the first thing i wake up Mm. like first i look forward to is just the first sip of coffee like i know it sounds so like corny and everything but it's so true yeah well, I've stopped drinking coffee. I'm, I'm drinking. I only drink it on Saturdays now. My little treat. Saturdays, wouldn't you? Hmm? Why? So I was listening to. Well, I guess we'll give him this credit. Joe Rogan, which mm-hmm. podcast. I don't know if heard of it. Um, Once or twice. But uh, so he had an author on Michael Poulin, who is he does like I'm reading his. He has a book called Cooked, which is about food. He wrote Omnium Gore's Dilemma. Have you ever heard of that? I have it was essentially saying, like, don't buy any chicken in the grocery store because it's all like pumped up on steroids. And yeah, I like, my, I like my breasts small. Yeah. <laughs> but, anyways, so he was saying that he didn't drink coffee for like, four months. And then he had a cup and he had this like euphoria, like hot, because he essentially like weaned his tolerance off. Yeah. And so I've started to do that. And now, I don't know, I just, like, I almost feel like I'm getting high from drinking coffee. See, like, that's the negative effect. What? That's the negative effect. What are you just talking about? 
like you just said, like, for instance, like, I think I drink coffee for the most part, like every day. Yeah. I'm like, I look forward to it, but I don't think I need it. You just said like, so you weaned yourself off it and it was good. Yeah. In a way, right? For, I guess for like just your mentality throughout the week, but like to the point where you're like, oh, like my high, like you just experience this like a high. That's how you work. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I mean, it's ex- exploiting what you just said. It's like, that's... But I, I, I also think that like altering your conscious state, I don't think that's a bad thing. No, and, and I hear you because like, I, there was a point in COVID where I was uh, at home for about like a month and I wasn't drinking coffee. And instead I was taking um, two green tea extract pills in the morning is there i mean obviously there's caffeine but how yeah. much caffeine is in there do you know uh, milligrams or whatever i have no idea but i will say is it's, it essentially like drinking a cup of um it's it's a lot more natural so and it's actually like good and there's like weight loss studies connected to it it's a, you essentially like it does wake you up but there's no jittery there's no like uh like physical feeling mm. but and like there is in a sense like a crash but it's so like extended and like again it's just natural it just essentially just wakes you up it's like it's if you had a really good like nap or something like that just afterwards you just feel like okay yeah. mentally energized but um my point to this story is i did the same thing you did whereas i stopped drinking coffee for like i don't know a couple months and then there was one month where I was home and I was having like, like really strong coffee. So what I do with my coffee, is I, I fill up the coffee holder as much as possible with the grounds, but I only pour in like half. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it's super concentrated. Half of like a, a, the jug or whatever the hell that is, half a jug of water. So it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's super, super concentrated. Yeah. And I drink it black. So I was like, I remember that one month I was like, Bussing, like I was like shaking, shaking. Well, yeah, I mean that's so much. Caffeine. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, but like that's how I looked at it as like, like a high, in a weird way. And I know like a lot, like even my mom would probably be like, yeah, like I get it. Mm-hmm. But if I were to say like, oh, I'd wake up, like because we know obviously people that we go to school with, like wake up and they like the first thing I think about where I was went to school. Correct. That we went to school with. We're, and we're grown ups now nearly but <laughs> like people that we went to school with would wake up and they'd be like oh like the first thing i do is like i take like that morning jewel rep or i get my nicotine or whatever and yeah. it's like the best thing ever in that month that coffee was like really no different it was like the first thing i was just like can't wait to just drink my but coffee that's what I, that's and have an outer body yeah, experience exactly and i feel like in america especially I mean, not everyone, but you're always ingesting a drug. So during the week, most people are always like, because when you drink, if you have a cup of coffee at noon, that this is one thing I learned. I read this book, uh, Why We Sleep, or how, yeah, why we sleep. Uh, I forget the guy's name, but the the half life for caffeine staying in your body is six hours. So if you have a cup of coffee. So say it's 90 milligrams of caffeine. Sure. If you have it at noon at six o'clock, you have 45 milligrams of caffeine in your body. 
So if you think about it, you're like you constantly have this caffeine in your body. And I've, I don't know, I just feel like as a human, we're always, we're never like sober. Does that make sense? Like during the week, if, so, if you're drinking coffee, you're always got a little caffeine. The weekend, if you're, if you're ingesting alcohol, like we had a couple, I had one beer last night and you had what, four, maybe five? Well, give me that much credit, I had three. Okay, sorry. We're struggling but on that last That one. alcohol is still in our systems right now. I mean, it's a very small amount, so we don't feel it. But, like, it, I don't know, just the whole, like, human consciousness, like, kind of fascinates me as far as, like, well, we're always kind of on something. And that, granted, we're kind of switching topics if I talk about this, but, like, I, like, I as you know, I'm, like, I'm pretty into fitness and, like, uh, like big into my diet but we're just going to ignore the fact that I had a whole pizza last night, but Monday through Friday, I'm big into my diet. Shit. Yes, it was Friday. Okay. Monday through Thursday, I'm really well, good into my you, diet. <laughs> you can say that you have bad influences around you. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are awful friends for letting me do that. But um, I did see this thing and I've seen it. I've seen it like a, a, a bunch of different places, but like say for instance, that pizza I had last night, that stays in your body. Yeah whether it's, I mean, it's obviously digested, but whether it's, it's fat sticking to your, your stomach or it's being crapped out, probably both that stays in some way and form in your body for like about 30 days. And it's weird because when I was, and it got me thinking because this summer I did for like two weeks, two and a half weeks, I did no carbs. And then I was like, well, this is not sustainable. And I'm like, and it's also just like, I'm not a bodybuilder. Like, why am I doing this? Like, I don't care that that much. <laughs> and like, I don't need to like cut. Like I was only like 170 pounds to begin with. So it got me thinking, I didn't really see like physically or, or I didn't see or feel any differences like while I was doing it, like I was drained of energy. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. as far as appearance and like lifting a certain amount of gym, I didn't feel anything different, but then like a month later. So for instance, like late August, yeah, I was like, I felt ripped and I, like, I, I looked good. I, in my opinion, but then like in the gym, like I was like struggling to lift curl like twenties. So it, and I was it, like, it delayed. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, I felt the effects like a month later, and I was mm-hmm. like, that's strange. And then, and like now, like where I'm back to just like kind of like basically like a normal, like a normal diet. I don't really eat any processed food. But now I'm like back in the gym, and I'm like fucking lifting. I feel like I'm lifting like a million pounds. Yeah. But it got me thinking to like what you just said to connect the two points. I was like. I really did think like, and it, I, I almost like stand by us now. I think those effects and like that is in your body for like 30 minutes. I mean, yeah, I haven't really done the research on the whole point, but I, I do think that because I mean, even with diet, even with like working out and stuff, the effects are still like long-term mm-hmm. and like, I mean, I've, I've been like trying to recently like get like back into better mm-hmm. shape. Um, and I guess I've started since probably like June or something like that. And I've seen like some progress, but yeah. it's, it takes so long to do. And, and even, 
I feel like it's also really hard because I don't have a lot of time on my hands, so I can't like be researching hours on a day. I don't have enough money where I can go hire a personal trainer that will essentially tell me what to do because that's expensive. Right. Um, but it is definitely, but, but it's definitely something that is a long-term commitment that you need to like stick with. You need to go routinely. Like you said, like you need to have your diet be matching what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one thing that I was really bad at before recently is I wouldn't eat enough. And when you're lifting, and I also think, because I was complaining about my metabolism being like shitty, but I literally think it was because I didn't eat enough. Yeah. Because your body doesn't like your body doesn't get the nutrients to break down. So when it does, it can't handle it. Yeah. So I definitely so I've been trying to eat more. Um but I sometimes I feel like I eat too much because working from home it's kind of like, oh let me go to the pantry and uh find something to uh snack. It's all I mean it's all about like sustainable eating, in my opinion. Like it's this is such like a, a corny and like douchey way to think about it and i get it but it's it's very true where your body is like a machine whatever you put in is what you're gonna get out and like it's true like for instance like if you wake up and have pancakes or something like that and then for lunch you have like a salad and then for dinner you have like fast food like that salad's gotten to waste and guess what like it's doubled by the bad food you eat. Mm. Well, not only that, you mentioned earlier processed food. Processed food yeah. is so bad. There was a study that recently came out. Well, it wasn't recent, it was a couple of months ago. Um, but I was reading it, it was in the Wall Street Journal. And it was essentially saying processed food just it. It was processed. Well, like. <laughs> exactly. So when you ingest it, it literally kills like healthy cells in your body. Yeah. And I think that's a huge reason why places like Italy, like um, I forget the name of the city. There's one place where essentially all the people live to like be like in their hundreds, like centennials, it's like the highest concentration. And I, and it's literally because it's like a small little town, like they grow all their own food. Yeah. Like they, all they eat is like organic, like actually organic, not the fucking thing you buy at the grocery store that they slap the organic like later yeah. on that's not actually organic but like so i think that's one thing and in america we just want to duck this wine that's all man it's pretty much processed yeah but if i asked my i looked at you and i was like what is healthy here that's not i was like because oh really and like, i said av- avo toast <laughs> yeah and i was like a lot of brands even even that even is that probably not. processed yeah in some way but it's the only place to really get a quick breakfast around here yeah yeah it is yeah i don't know it, it's weird and that and that's one thing like i've never really been and this probably contributed by my mom like with the groceries is when i go grocery shopping i just stay outside of the aisles yeah because if you walk down you're gonna be like "Ooh, i want those tomatoes well not only that is, well yes but like yeah, I mean, you stay outside the aisles, then you just stick to like produce, meat, and, and that's, that's really it. That's yeah. what I try to buy, and then I'll buy 
I like buying like popcorn. I think popcorn is a good snack. Yeah, so that was but you, very you, low calorie. You can only eat so much popcorn, and then you're like, all right, I need something new. That's why I was struggling. <laughs> I like this year for some reason I've like developed like a sweet tooth. So like, and you you know me like I used to I used to just like gorge on food and like yeah. all my life like after I'd have dinner like I wouldn't even think about food because I'd be so full and like I wouldn't even think about food. Well, it is also hard when you go from being in your house at home in high school or whatever like your mom makes you dinner or dad. Um, and then you go to, if you do go to college, you have a cafeteria where you can eat as much food as you want. Yeah. It's hard not to just uh, right. eat everything. In any situation I had in life, like for the most part, like I just like ate as much food as possible. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, then I'm good for the day or good for the night. But now where I'm a little bit more like health conscious, where I'm like, oh, I'm not going to overeat at dinner. <laughs> now, like 11 o'clock, like 10 o'clock rolls around. I'm like, shit, like I'm, I'm hungry. And of course, like at that point in time, you're not like, oh, let's have a second dinner. You're like, no, I want like cookies. I want ice cream. I want like this shit. That sucks. I never used to have a sweet tooth. Do you have a sweet tooth? It comes and goes. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> like there'll be there'll be some nights where I get hungry, like I'm craving something. I don't know. I'm also one of those people where I'll see. For example, I got ice cream last weekend because I had been craving it for like a couple of weeks and I was just like, no, no, don't do it. And then I got it. And now I feel like I won't want to go get ice cream for a while. Like it's it's something weird like that. I don't know. I you know, know I'll see you got your fix. Yeah. And then like I don't need it for a little bit. Well, don't sound like make me sound like <laughs> Well, you're the one just saying, you know, every Americans what? for the most part, like we're we're never sober. You got your fix. You got your little ice cream. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you could say you could say sugar is a drug too. I would argue it is. <laughs> what? I know. I know what you say. Yeah. I also don't know. So, so obviously you're in the like health conscious. So I buy these protein bars and protein shakes that are yeah, just I full would. of yeah. artificial sweeteners. And I don't know, I don't know if those, because, and all these sodas are coming out with no sugar. I don't know if these artificials, I feel like it might be worse than sugar. But there's no, there's no obviously long-term studies because they're so I mean, new. But. In my opinion, and it, it is weird. And just for the listeners, I used to work for Coca-Cola for know, three years. And it's strange because all you're doing all day is just stacking soda, stacking like Powerade, uh, mm-hmm. you know, these these teas that are supposed to be good for you, these like sports drinks that are supposed to be, you know, like the market is being good for you. Yeah, it is bullshit. But no one who worked for Coca-Cola drank any of them because they're just not, it's not like, oh, we have the inside scoop and we know they're bad for you. It's just like, when you're around it all day and then you're, you know, as you're stocking the shelves, you get Joe and Sally who come down the aisle and they're like, oh, like I need you know, five, 12 packs of, co- oh, oh, that's nothing. We get people that ordered that. We had this one guy and I shit you not once a month in one of my stores, he ordered a pallet. Do you know what a pallet is? Yes. Like the I, wooden. Yes. I know what a pallet is. <laughs> so, did he own a restaurant or anything? No. Or it was just... 
No. Well, the, the bodega people are different. You know, like they come in, they just, they typically go to the Shaw's because there's usually bulk, I mean, for the most part, bulk deals at Shaw's on the weekends where you can get like, I don't know, like get six, get like four for you or something like that. But no, this one guy would get a pallet of Moxie. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm not sure if you just Moxie. You laugh, just Moxie. Um, and it, you, it's gross because one, it's Moxie. Two, it's this is uh, each level on the palette had, let's see, four, had 16 12 packs. Mm-hmm. So 16 per level. And there's about like, I don't know, maybe seven feet worth of levels. Okay. So I don't know how that it's like literally the metric measurement of a ton of soda. A metric ton. A metric ton. Yes. Sure. It's literally like that much soda, and the guy would go like, I don't know, probably like two months on it. And it's like, dude. Well, there's some people that don't drink water, they just drink soda. Yeah. Well, and and that leads me to my other thing is like working for Coca Cola, it kind of made me realize, like, one, how unhealthy the average consumer is. Because again, you're working in grocery stores all day, so you see what people eat and drink and just consume in general, and you're like, oh my God, like, it's disgusting. And I, I truly think, and this is one of my takes that is pretty specific, and I don't think it's a hot take, but I really do think America has an obesity problem, but not only, I mean, it, <laughs> no shit. Well, no, but I'm saying it, it's attributed to many things. One of those things, and I'll go to my grave with this, is like, for instance, like Powerade or um, Honest Tea or something like that. Yeah. They're marketed as like being healthy because tea is tea. There's so much, you know. Sugar. Well, there's one. There's so much sugar in it, and then two. You look at like Powerade, and they're like, people, th- fat people will come through their aisle and be like, "Oh, I'm being healthier by not picking up a Coca-Cola and getting a Powerade because it's a sports drink," and they associate sports drinks with sports. Mm. They associate sports with working out. It's crazy that they do that, and it's logical. But it's crazy because then they're like, oh, I'm just going to sit on my couch and watch uh, fucking Simpsons for four hours every night and just chug my Gatorade and not move or my power. Yeah. Rate. And it's like you wake up the next day and it's like you just have a sack of sugar attached to your belly and you're like, what the fuck? Happened? Well, oh, yeah. What the fuck happened to me? So I don't know. I, I, I used to think that. Dude. And it's also a telling sign when a sports drink has like three different variations you have like just your normal power gatorade and then you have like your power gatorade zero mm-hmm. or like diet power is there diet power i don't know i could be making that i think i'm making that up but you know what i mean there's like three variations <laughs> yeah, of like like yeah it shouldn't be a thing like, no, if it's I, healthy for you then it should just be healthy yeah i i think gatorade like you don't have diet water yeah i think gatorade is the single greatest marketing scheme yeah, yeah. of all time yep yeah. Because it's marketed as this thing, like you said, that all athletes drink it, yada, yada. No athletes drink it. It's all marketed. They just use athletes to sell it, essentially. Jason Tatum recently is, like, I feel like one of the big Gatorade athletes. Um, But like you said, there's so much sugar in it. There is electrolytes in it, which is good. But I feel like anyone would – I mean, I'm sure you heard this growing up. You should drink – 
like a quarter Gatorade or half Gatorade, half water. Yeah. And that's a good mix. It's just so concentrated. And like you said, they're, I mean, you can say they're like tricking people into buying it, but then at the same time, it's the consumers. I mean, it's one of those things where you have, yeah, you have a responsibility. I guess I'd ask you this question. Do you think there should be some sort of sugar tax in America or I know they do that in other countries or like a carb, like a saturated fat tax or something to make things cost more to maybe drive up the prices? I mean, I don't know if it would work, but. Um, I don't know about a tax. I think there's a, definitely a few different ways to go into it. And like, I'm not a political person, so I'm just gonna, I'm not going to talk about things I don't know about. So end up well, sounding dumb. it's not politics. It's, no, no, no. I know. But like, there's just, there's one of those things where like, I'll just talk out of my ass and I'll be like, yeah, I don't even know if I believe what I just said, but I will say, I do think like something like that, the government should like step in and like regulate it. And I know like there's a lot of people. So do you think there should be a law like you can't have a drink that has over 20 grams of sugar in it or something like that? Um, maybe. I mean, I agree. I don't know how much 20 grams of sugar looks like, but like. Well, I think what your average Coke has like 40 grams of sugar in a 12 ounce can or 36 or something like that. Like I I do obviously like we're getting into politics by saying this, but like I know there's a bunch of people that are like anti-government, like anti like just the government stepping in and doing things yeah. like that which i and i get it i kind of feel like i follow like i i'm i kind of subscribe to like libertarian like i feel like people should make their own decisions and they in an ideal world i think absolutely like no one like disagrees with that like yeah. no one wants to just be controlled but i do think in in many instances like it, the government I don't want to say should step in, but like there's pros to them stepping in because like people unfortunately can't make good decisions for themselves. And I'm not saying like this fucking needs to be on the next like ballot, like sugar tax or anything like that, like by any means. Yeah. But like I, I don't like if the government tomorrow would come out and be like, oh yeah, we're putting some type of regulation or limitation on just fucking like unhealthy foods yeah. in general. I'd be like, yeah, I mean, it's not the worst of things. Like it's literally that like, kills people. Like so many people are obese yeah. because of just like their diet and because like a lot of food, a lot of processed food and shit like that is so cheap and available. Whereas like well, for example, eating healthy is like not no really cheap. For example, if you're really poor, you can spend two fifty on a bag of chips and feed your kid for dinner. Right. Versus buying chicken breasts and broccoli is probably gonna cost six bucks or something like that. Like right. I and I feel like that's why um, the government creates all these subsidies for different things like milk, which right, we, right. we can talk about how ridiculous that is. But in corn, obviously, is huge. But we don't get go down that at all. I don't think I want to go down that. But <laughs> but they should create subsidies for these for produce essentially because they could make yeah if you, you make things cheaper i think that's one good thing and bad thing about america is we're all like all about money mm-hmm. which makes obviously us the best economy in the world but then it also sacrifices people which 
obviously isn't good. Yeah. But so have you kind of focused your subsidies around making like greens cheaper, like making like healthy meat cheaper rather than the Tyson and Purdue chicken, even though I still buy that. <laughs> Check probably shouldn't. No, but, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, she. You don't buy the dino ones, are you? Huh? You don't buy no, the dino, no, dino nuggets. God, who knows where that meat comes from? I don't think it comes from like a fucking a beaker. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and it's also hard because obviously like McDonald's and like Burger, like those places exist. Like it's so it's you can go to McDonald's and get a McChicken and a side of fries for like three bucks. Which by the way, those prices are going up. Well, yeah, inflation. Yeah, it's crazy. You want to have an inflation. Talk, it's, but... I don't want to, but <laughs> it's hard to say away from McChicken and fries talk. But um, here's an idea. I think, think about how many supermarkets there are. Like, so many. So many. Each one should have, and this is a good regulation, like the government should like require, not should, but it's not a bad option or an idea at least. Every supermarket or like say Walmart, Market Basket, Shop, Stop and Shop should have like their own like massive garden for every like a garden for every square foot they own as a property, whether it's just the building in general or the parking lots or both of them combined, they should have an equal sized garden. It's not a bad idea. And you can also, so um, this is something that's crazy. So is it the Netherlands? It's one of those Nordic. Is it Nordic? Norway, maybe? No, what are those collection of like Sweden, Norway, Netherlands? What are those? Poland? Called? I don't know. They're like all the same. No, but unfortunately. Is it Nordic countries? Sure. Do, do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. What okay, but so it's I believe it's the Netherlands. They're like one of the number one exporters of fruits and vegetables in the world. And they grow all their stuff in hydroponics. So they have these massive warehouses that are just full of hydroponic like foods. And I feel like like nothing like that really happens in America. Well, All the food we grow is like in fields like outside, right. like either in Florida, Cal- California, that's huge. And then obviously the entire Midwest is just like corn. Well, in, in my opinion, yeah, I think it's Again, I'm not educated on this thing. So like I could be talking on my ass. And most likely I have been for this entire podcast. But like by you just saying that, like the first thing I thought was our culture is already too deep and then into the fast and convenient lifestyle of like McDonald's and all that. So I don't think there's as much of like a demand for that. No, there's not. Because like if you say, for instance, if you go to like you know uh europe in general or yeah like there's more of a demand like if you're to like walk down to the average person on the side of the street like be like would you rather have this like home-cooked meal that's all like locally grown or something like that or like mcdonald's i would imagine they would say the local homegrown food you go down here mall in massachusetts go down the road ask someone they're gonna be like i want the i want the fucking big mac yeah like i think that's part of it i think we're too deep into the culture and like the demand of it is like people don't like i don't know well you also see this when you travel around is especially in europe too like when you go to a restaurant or like for example i i think about this sandwich shop that i went to in barcelona 
the guy there was like making sandwiches for everyone. He was taking his time. Mm-hmm. He was talking to them. It's such an, and it was essentially the same set of a subway. Yeah. But I just felt like getting a sandwich from him was an entirely different experience than a subway. Subway is just there to make money. You could give two yeah, fucks about yeah. you liking your sandwich, eating it. They could care if you die of heart disease, whatever. This guy, the reason they just want to make money. The reason this guy has a sandwich shop is because he wants to feed people. He wants to make good food. Right. And so their like motivation is just completely different from ours. And like I said, that's good and bad because like I said, we have like, the largest economy in the world, which is obviously a good thing because right. that's money and we can reinvest in other places. But it's also a bad thing because we gauge our success off of GDP when I forget, I forget what year it is. But essentially there's gonna be one year where half of America is gonna be obese. Like Say that again? There's a year I was I read the stat half America. I would argue over that. 50% of America will be obese by someday. I don't know, I forget if it was 2030 or 2050 or something like that. I think by the naked eye, I'm almost there. I feel like everywhere I go, like again, if I go to the grocery store and I'm not like trying to look for the people that are like buying junk food, even the people in the like, produce, like I just like look around and like the majority of people are like fat. Like it's so, it's so sad. Like my mom used to say well, this, she's like, and, everyone's fat. And I'd be yeah. like, no mom, like my mom is super, super, super healthy conscious. So when I was younger, I'd be like, no mom, like you're just like, you're different. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're not the average person, but then like as I got older, I'm like, oh shit! Like yeah, like everyone is fucking fat. Yeah. Well, also I was I watched this this guy on YouTube. He just goes by. He watches like all these random videos and stuff. Essentially, like largest in the world things. So like one was meat eating, and America is like by far like eats the most meat in the world yeah. per per person. Um, I do love me some meat though. Yeah. Not a vegan. No. I don't know how Although I could do it. If I liked, well, I don't know if this what do you, do you think fish is a is a meat? Yeah, you can't eat fish if you're vegan. You or, can't have like eggs if you're vegan. Or like cheese or yogurt. You can't have any animal products. Yeah, that's true. I think I could <laughs> this is so dumb for me to say, but like if I liked fish, <laughs> so dumb. Bob finished the sentence. You don't like any fish? Uh, I'm getting like, I, every year. I like more and more. Um, well, I mean, we're still pretty young to, to a degree. Yeah. I'm. We're both 23. Your taste buds are right. Well, I'm also allergic to like shrimp, lobster, yeah, crabs. Like that kind of turned me off. To Which do you? So I kind of found this out. So. The reason why you don't like so many foods when you're younger and then you grow to like them is because your taste buds actually get worse over time. Really? There's not as active? Yeah. So, like, you, like, don't like something like a mushroom when you're a kid because there's, well, now we do. Love mushrooms. But you don't, because for whatever reason, your taste buds are, like, they, like, pick up more things. I don't, I don't know. I just, I thought that was kind of interesting. I think it also... Kind of depends on like your experience. For for example, I I was sick when I was really young. I was sick and I was eating mashed potatoes and I threw up for threw up and I threw up mashed potatoes. So I always <laughs> had this like subconscious thing like mashed potatoes make me puke. Yeah. So I didn't. I still don't really like mashed potatoes. Mine's Jello. 
Really? Yeah, Joe is so weird. Think about it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's horse hooves. Huh? It's horse hooves. Uh, like, is that what gelatin is? Is that what gelatin is? Just ground it up, like. Yeah. How does that work? It is another thing. It's a whole can of worms. It's like, and I. This is something I think about often. Whether it's it's a bunch of different things. Like for instance, like sex. How did some like how did someone be like, oh, I'm gonna take this dangly thing between my legs. I'm gonna put it in your <laughs> non-dangly thing. Like, how did it's people that are like, how do you how, how do you, people figure that how out? Do people that just like stumble upon it, like, yeah. That's and like, and it's also like, oh, this is gonna work. Like if I if for instance, like if I was like, I'm not saying caveman invented jello, but like if I was the person who invented jello. Yeah. Or not invented, just came across it, right? Because you're not like trying to do it, I no. don't think. Took horse hooves and made jello. Yeah. One, like, how do you even go from point A to point B on that? But then to point C to eat it. I mean, it's, I always, it's nuts. That's why I always say, I always say the people that that's came nuts. before us were a lot stupider than us, but at the same time, they were so much smarter. See, I, I, I argue we're dumber. Huh? I think I argue we're like by far dumber. Well, obviously, like fucking someone like we're eating jello. Well, I know, but like leeching, like obviously looking back on it, that's retarded. People thought that the earth was flat. I mean, well, so people still think that. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like there's all these things that we think they're dumb. But then there's other things where like if I grew up before electricity and I had to like go out and like gather fruits and vegetables and hunt and then like dry my meat out so it doesn't go bad. Like I couldn't do any of that shit. So like at, at, at one end of the die. spectrum, like yeah, like we would both die. Like I wanted end of the spectrum, like people were a lot dumber back then. But at the same time, they're also a lot smarter than us. They just had different. I also th- I think like the the idea of like again like hunters and gatherers and like domesticating animals to me is like something it's almost like comedic it's just like people have like domesticated like uh like rhinos for example like they it wouldn't be the same as like a, a puppy where they like come sit in your lap and be like yeah. giving treats and shit obviously and they're probably not giving their rhinos names and all that but like but like who would have thought to like or like a woolly mammoth like well, I don't think anyone was domesticating the woolly mammoths. Um, they wouldn't like domesticate where it'd be like hanging around. They would have to like tie it down, obviously, but like that is domesticating. They'd keep yeah. it on their grounds. But it's just, and they'd use it to their like advantage. But yeah. I don't know. It's so strict. Granted, everything back then was like light, like. Well, it's part of that. I mean, that's kind of how yeah. dogs became a thing, is because. Wolves. Yeah, from wolves that would kind of follow humans around mm-hmm. because we would kill an animal and then obviously we don't need to eat all the meat. So the mm-hmm. wolves would kind of. Well, we would feed. Yeah, you feed one, it. One wolf came and we'd, we'd feed yeah, it. Yeah, and, and it just keeps coming around. And they keep coming around and then it teaches their their pack wolves to be friendly with humans. And then yeah. one guy's just like, fuck it. This and thing's now, mine now. Yeah, now we have things like Yuki, which is for those things. Okay. Leave the thing dogs. talked. <laughs> Leave the thing talk to your dog Poe, who can't keep its tongue in its mouth. Well, that you oh, hate, by the way, which we, I think is crazy. We we both admit Poe's on dog. He's a great. I think 
second close dog. He's not even my dog. Any, anything you can put in a purse is not valid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Poe. You think Poe can go in a purse? Yes, bro. He can go in a pocketbook. Pocketbook? <laughs> I haven't heard pocketbook in so long, but <laughs> Yuki can't fit in a pocketbook. No, you can Yuki can't even fit in my gym bag. It's just like a bowling ball. <clears throat> do you really think Pugs are cute? Like deep down. I really do. I think Yuki's adorable. I'll send you a picture tomorrow when she's on her, she sits in the little chair with her yogurt stained face. It's all over the the so light chair. So Yuki's not a vegan. Dude, speaking of actually, this crazy concept because it kind of wraps into our entire conversation on this episode. But Mark, for the listeners at home, this Mark is my stepdad. He's retired, and uh, let's just say Mark has a lot of time on his hands, and he's a very white gloved mentality where he doesn't like to do many things. He'd rather just pay for them to be done. And my mom is the exact opposite. My mom will like get on her hands and knees and fix something before she pays someone a dollar to. Yeah. So Yuki has a messed up intestine system, intestinal system, and so she can't just small eat small or like, large intestines. Uh, small. Do dogs even have two intestines? I have no idea. Um, yeah, I would assume. So uh, just a refresher. So Yuki's had like the same like surgery like three or four different times on her on her stomach on her. Mm-hmm. I think actually large intestine going into a colon where her scar tissue on the affected area, and it's it's been the same area each time. So the scar tissue essentially over time has uh, kind of like shrunken her canal, mm-hmm. if you will, like this the the large intestine. So like food can't pass through her large intestine as easy. So things get stuck yeah. and she's gonna have the same, same surgery over and over and over again. So now we have to give her um, like soft food or just like canned dog food. So it slides right So it's like slides and just it's, they uh, ingest it easier. So Mark, because he has too much time on his hands, found this company that like does like a food delivery service for dogs. Chewy? No, uh, I, f- I don't even know the company name. It was like some random one he probably found. But so we got these packets. These like it's almost like sausage essentially. It's just a mixture of like Yuki got the turkey recipe, and they come like frozen, but they're real food, mm-hmm. and it's something we could make in our kitchen. It's just Mark's lazy and just didn't. He was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna treat Yuki and buy her something." She has the turkey recipe. It's a turkey gravy, like uh, chicken broth, like carrots. It's almost like a chicken noodle soup, but like a little bit more solidified and with turkey. That's what it looks like in like this like packet of a bag. So Mark, <laughs> Mark was so pissed. He put it in Yuki's bowl the other night. She like sniffed at it and just like walked away. He's so pissed. Yuki's self-conscious, man. No processed food. All natural. Well, it's funny, too. I think the whole dog industry, like, dog food industry is hilarious because it's all just marketing towards the, like, owners. And, like, you you buy, like, like, we just buy my, I have a golden retriever. We buy, like, salmon, like, beef, like, kibble. And it's, like, 
like who knows what the fuck is actually in that like i mean you read the ingredients but it's it, kibble with someone called kibble yeah but like i just I, I think that whole industry just is kind of funny to me because and another thing we have like a local <laughs> dog shop and they would make uh there it was essentially like a bakery they would have yeah they have cakes and cookies with all this icing and a barkery yeah and it was just hilarious because it was like they don't give a fuck what they're eating my my golden retriever just eat socks like for example like the dumb dog <laughs> he was pretty dumb Euculus bananas um but what i'm saying is that that whole industry i just find very funny as far as the dog can't give two shits about what they're eating but Owners like to say, "Oh, I'm feeding them like there's organic salmon." Like, Ooh. yeah, it's it. I mean, it's Mark. Yeah, yeah. It was just bagged mush. Yeah, you could make it. You you could feed your dog. Yeah, rice I, and when, ground beef with no flavoring. In it. When I um well, when my my mom and my stepdad go away on vacation and I'm tasked with watching Yuki for a week, instead of getting like the canned food, which could be a lot easier. I usually just get like a pack of ground turkey, a mm-hmm. um, little bit of chicken broth, like rice, and like carrots, yeah. and a little bit of pumpkin puree because Yuki loves pumpkin puree. But I essentially just put it in a fucking pan yeah. and cook it. And then it like, just, like all the flavors just like combine and I just fucking put it in a Tupperware. Yeah. And every night I put, yeah. in, I put in Yuki's bowl, I put I just nuke it real quick in the microwave, just a little bit. You heat it up for it? Yeah, I have to. Do you think that's he's fussy, dude? Do you think that's cheaper than buying yeah, yeah. food? Yeah, is like buying human food. Yeah, because it's also aside from like the uh, the ground turkey, which even then, like for the most part, everything I make in that like meal prep for her meal <laughs> prep is like essentially just like things that are just like in the in the fridge at like all times, or, like the pantry. Yeah. So it's she loves it. When I say like she like goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Her hind legs like go out because she can't really stand that good anymore. Yeah, she wiggles and then just—I have to heat it up for her though. I kind of that kind of makes me want to Google like dog food prep to see if there's, there's a any lot out there. Blogs there oh yeah, really? You looked it up? Yeah, dude. There's this one. I there's this one like YouTube channels. <laughs> there's this one like again like I don't. What? I'm gonna sound like a big Facebook guy after this episode, but really not. But there's this one, it's right. usually videos I watch just when I'm going to the bathroom and just sitting there like mindlessly watching right. things. No one wants to picture that. You never know. But I like watch those videos and there's this one like series of videos I watch, I have watched. Um, and it's like these people that like, they have like massive dogs. So they're like, every meal he gets, he gets like half a liver, uh, this bone marrow, <laughs> these like fish eggs. And it's like, mm-hmm. It's literally like a charcuterie board for like dogs. Yeah. But like in a bowl. And I'm like, that is so expensive. And I'm like, great. Like, it's again, it's probably a lot healthier for the dogs. It's all like not processed food, like real food. But I was like, that's crazy. Why is someone with too much time, too much money on their hands? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I feel like bloggers just do that too. Not to hate on the blogging community, but. Well, no. And there is something where. I mean, for example, you're doing a YouTube, if you have a YouTube channel where you're making dog food, making dog products, you're obviously going to spend like, like those guys that 
there's a bunch of people that cook always cook like these wagyu steaks and stuff but they're making have you ever had wagyu yeah so there's a there's a um what do you call it farm i guess you would call it in my town recently i think it opened up in the last five years um so i haven't really been at home well i was home last year kind of um <laughs> but uh so it's a wagyu it's not like the japanese wagyu they're not eating japan yeah. grass um but yeah so there there's a farm that has wagyu there um and then so i've had a couple steaks from there um they do burgers at the local country store mm -hmm. so I've had, I've had wagyu burgers um i had and we can buy the wagyu i think i actually have some wagyu meat in the freezer i don't know if i've eaten it yet um you should but yeah it's pretty good i wouldn't say i don't well the problem is it's like tell me the problem let's get let's get down to the point what's the problem 30 40 dollars for like a small steak and it's why well, like have that when you can just have dino nubbies exactly well exactly but no like back to what we've been saying that that local farm definitely upsell because you can get wagyu steaks online for like 20 bucks like a, a pretty good steak size steak for 20 bucks which is pretty reasonable for something like wagyu again i don't think that's like the legit wagyu from japan right. it's like the, because the graph it, it, i think it's like the a5 or whatever um wagyu that they eat a specific grass in a specific region in Japan, and that's what makes it super like all the marbly and stuff. Um, and you're also supposed to, I, I believe, you're supposed to, the proper way to eat wagyu is like rare, so yeah, like it's, supposed, yeah, yeah. it's supposed to be a little undercooked and medium rare. Um, I do think it's a little overhyped, it, it tastes like it does, you, you can taste the difference, like it's kind of like I, I wouldn't say it's exactly like this, but you've had grass-fed steak or hamburger or yeah. like a regular one you can tell the difference probably not but like if you if you're to point it out to me and be like one's different one's not then i'd be like you've had have you had grass-fed like steak or burger? sure yeah i'm sure i have why well, well, like i'm you sure know. i have i'm sure i have well i mean you walmart you, steaks you can tell the difference well hey let's not some of these people like shop at walmart let's not we shouldn't why not? It's the cheapest grocery store in America. For a reason. You got what you pay for. <laughs> I'm going to cut to the chase. What do you think about religion? What are your thoughts on religion? <laughs> um, so, so what are, no, dead serious. What are your thoughts on religion? I'm answering. So I'm an atheist. I don't believe in jack shit. Um, I do think I mean, religion is obviously a pretty, I think it's obviously a concept that happens because, so I'm a weirdo and I like not knowing things and I like the unknown. I like kind of living my life, not knowing what's going to happen in my life. Life and death. Yeah. I enjoy the fact that we don't know what's out there. I think religion does a good job of explaining to people that don't like that because i know plenty of people that don't like the future they don't like science they don't like 
learning about space stuff because it freaks them out. Yeah, nice. naturally, because it's which, so, yeah. Yeah, which obviously th did, that that doesn't freak me out, but other I things, did not like astronomy class. Yeah, other, other things freak me out. But anyway, so I, I think it does a good job of explaining why the world is the way it is. We talk about religion. Yeah, because you can say, because it's hard to understand the concept of the Big Bang, and it's hard to understand the fact that the universe is like still expanding. And so it ex kind of explains things, and I think that's why so many people listen to it. I also think it was, I mean, it's like the age-old, this is probably, I would say it's the number one debate in the world, is religion, has religion done more good or bad in the world? I do think- Back then, I would say, Oh, even that now, I don't know. Well, let me, let me talk. Yeah. So I think religion did a good job of, it gave, I think the reason humans have morals today is because of religion. I really do. Yes, I, I totally agree. Because yeah. if there was no, if there was no religion, if there was no church, if there was no, we would live in a lawless society. I, I agree, yeah. But at the same time, I was obviously religion gave you all this corruption which we see in the catholic church with the priests and then obviously the crusades like all yeah, the wars it's really just like i'm gonna like, kill you yeah because you don't believe what i believe and then obviously the whole shit with like israel palestine like yeah, that's all religion but i do think the fact that it made people moral is mm -hmm. in the long run good. yeah because so i would agree as i can say now I'm an atheist. I don't believe in any religion. I think it's all garbage. I mean, well, you do fine. believe in some sort, huh? You don't believe in like a higher power, but you do believe in what you just said, where it's the the code of morals, whatever those morals may be. Yeah, I think that part. stemmed from religion, and I feel like well, today yeah. I feel that way just because I grew up in a culture where they're like, I don't go out and kill people, and we don't get super drunk and like go out and right. rape and pillage villages anymore because yeah, it's no go. Can't do that. Yeah, like, obviously you'd get arrested. Yeah. Go to jail. Your friends would unfriend you on Facebook, probably. So I, I do think that that stems from religion. religion. Of course, yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna, that's what I was alluding to. Not so much the science aspect of it and like the creation of the world. Because I, so I was raised Catholic. Uh, and hands up, not very, uh, did you get, Catholic did you yeah, get yeah, confirmed? confirmed you know, did you get first communion? Yeah, I got Because it's confirmation. No. First communion. First communion is first, yeah. and then you get confirmed. During confirmation school at CCD, I got kicked out. And well, are you asking, like, asking I, questions? No, no, God, no. Um, I didn't get I shouldn't say I got kicked out. It was just like it was like a mutual kind of thing to get homeschooled for the rest of it. But I got confirmed. And ever since then, I have not been a good Catholic, but, and I can't really say I believe, like my, when I think of religion in my mind, my mind immediately goes to the Bible. And I can't say I really believe in the Bible. Like, I really don't think those stories are true. I, I will say at one point in time, I think, it, it was kind of like a legend, like someone saw something or heard something and they said it and it's, it, as time goes on, it becomes. There's greens of truth to it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there probably are greens of truth. But and I'm sure there was a guy named Jesus. Uh, and he probably did some crazy stuff. Yeah. And like, yeah, it was like, good, you know, 
yeah and i totally like I, I do believe like exactly just like stems of truth uh but for the most part like i don't believe in the story and there are some things so like the catholic church like i don't believe in like there's just some things i'm like that's just wrong i was like maybe back then it was accepted obviously but like that's back then and now it's thousands of years later so but i will say my idea if i could in a weird way like denounce the church tomorrow which i guess i could now I say it but i don't really care that much too but <laughs> my, over covid i started thinking like what are my beliefs and like like my religion like what is my code because i think at the end of the day to what you're saying it's like religion in its simplest form is just like a code of morals a code of ethics a way of life so it got me thinking like what is my like outlook on like the way of life or like my code of morals or whatever and i think the the concept of a higher power or like the god i don't think it's someone like god or jesus who's like looking down on you being like you got to do this blah 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 it's more so in my mind that higher power is the best version of yourself Hmm. So think of God, but with Avery's face on it. Now, Avery, you sitting right here is going, how can I be that guy? And that guy is the best, most purest form, happiest yeah. form, however you want to think about it. That is the best form of Avery up there in the sky. Now, how can I achieve it? And then that's how you form your code hmm. of ethics, code of life. Like, I don't, again, like, I don't think of, when I think of that high power, I don't think like Jesus, like, yeah. I really do think it's like me and it's not me looking down on earthly. I'm, it's just like, how can I build my own code of morals and ethics to be the best person I can be? Yeah. Wow. I actually, I've never like heard that. I thought about that. I, yeah. don't, I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really not too much different from like, if you take every single and that's what I've originally thought of. It's like, if you took every single religion, just kind of put it into one. You're trying I think to think that's the, the basis. Person. Yeah. yeah. And like, not every, and again, like I just said, like, I don't think every Catholics, uh, like regiment, like each certain rule and shit like that. It's not, it's not for everyone. And it's yeah. not like for me personally. So like, I, I, it's up to you to build your own and like mm -hmm. navigating life and being like, okay, what do you, was acceptable for not only you but other people and you just can do it like that that's why i ask you because i've always that's one thing i think like in my life that i've come like for the most part like philosophical like philosophical on because mm -hmm. i don't really think too deep into many things but that is one thing that i've been like oh you know i think i have a pretty good outlook on that yeah and i was wondering what you thought of that as well well and especially during covid you had like a bunch of time to reflect and you're not really doing as much so right you kind of have that time with your thoughts yeah i think i was watching like a bomb early documentary and like obviously it was rastafarian then i like googled like was rastafarian anyways yeah. and then the guy like led me down a trail of like what is a buddhist and those yeah got me thinking yeah god i god forbid my grandmother listens to this though why she very catholic yes very catholic no I'll, and i don't like i, I won't send it to her Thank you. I was worried about that. <laughs> Meme, if you're uh, listening, I love you. What do you think about the 
Have you ever heard the take that Moses was just like baked out of his mind when he wrote the Ten Commandments with the burning bush? No, see, like I don't even know what that is. So the story is like that's why, like in a weird way, to interrupt really quickly, like, yeah. my lack of uh, knowledge on like religion and like Catholicism in general, like in a weird way, I, it benefits me because like I don't like I don't have a yeah. preconceived notion of. I don't even know what Moses did. Well, so essentially, which is crazy, but I the don't. theory is, is Moses came out with the Ten Commandments: right. Thou shalt not steal, Thou shalt not whatever, kill, mm-hmm. whatever. So the story is, he like sees a burning bush, gets struck by lightning, and then he goes up to the mountaintop and writes the Ten Commandments that God told him. Mm-hmm. But so essentially, the theory is, is that there's some sort of hallucinogen like on that plant that's like. Oh. So he like went up to the mountaintop, like high on whatever, whether it was like weed or like mm-hmm. some other shit that he ingested. And then so he was like honestly thought he was talking to God. And so he came back down and told everyone, and everyone believed him. But essentially, the idea is that he was just on peyote. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Well, that's, that's that kind of an interesting thing to think about. No, it is. And like, granted, this has no connection, but there's another cool little story I learned in, in college, one of my classes. I took a class called Emerging Europe, Emerging in like the 1500s or something like that. And my professor is a really cool guy. And he did like his college dissertation on essentially that class. How close are you going? To the professor? Yeah. Not at all. Just, just good professor. I found it interesting. Well, I, was, I like history. I was thinking. I feel like a lot of professors would be great podcast guests. Uh, this guy, you should absolutely get in touch. And he's, he's young. He's very because you just ask him questions. He, he knows so many, and he knows like, and he was he knew how to relate to the classroom because like history can be boring. Like if you if you paint oh, yeah. in a certain light, been in my mind, it can also be like the most interesting thing ever if you paint it in a certain light. So there was this one story and he literally came out and was like, this has absolutely no connection to the class. And there's nothing of like educational value to this or what I'm going to say, but he's like, read this page that's in the Bible. He's like, just read it. And then like, I want you to all like write down like what you think of it. Mm-hmm. So we all read it. And essentially it was this like monologue by, uh, mother Mary, <laughs> she goes to mother Mary. Mary, Mary, Mary Magdalene. Sure. Yeah. Jesus's mom. Uh, oh, Jesus's mom. Yeah, Mary. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Mother Mary. Is that doesn't matter. Mary. Mary. It's a. It's like a monologue by Mary that essentially, like, she's she's holding baby Jesus, and the way she, it's written in the Bible. Again, it's it's written by someone, so it's not her word, but. The way it's written in the Bible is super strange in the way that like a typical mother like looks at her baby and essentially like she's like, that's my heart, just in another human form. Like that everything I yeah, love. It's part in, of yeah, it's like a part of me. Like I love that person. It was essentially that, those expressions, but in like a sexual way. Like every form of like, oh, like I love this baby, it was like. I love it. it was like super strange. It was like, for instance, like I love like the way he like suckles on my nipples and he gets me like excited. It was like it was something like along those lines, like super, super strange. 
Well, that that could be how they talked back then. Yeah, so that's what I thought it was. And then I read it like two more times over and I'm like, it wasn't. And I wish I knew like which like excerpt it was or whatever. So you can. Well, I mean, I'm sure it was around the major like after he was it right after he was born or not. I would assume. I again, I don't know how the Bible is built out, but uh, it was it was so strange. And like the professor again, he was just like, "This has no educational value." He was like, "This is nothing to the class." But he's like, "He's like, don't you guys think that was weird?" And we're like, "Yeah, that was like super super weird." And he's like, "Yeah, it just makes you think." And then I. I that was one thing I pulled from that class. I was like, what the fuck? That is weird. <laughs> well, I mean, the whole society as a whole was very strange. So I was reading Leonardo da Vinci, uh, Walter Isaacson, who like does a bunch of biographies of people. He did one with like Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. I think he does one. Well, I don't know, but he has one on Leonardo da Vinci. And Leonardo da Vinci would have these like kids that would like he was essentially like his luck because he was gay like these young like boys that he would just like hang around like little boys yeah yeah and little like boys. it's very disturbing and like that happened all the time but it still happened recently charlie chaplin married like a 15 year old like and that was that was less than 100 years ago yeah like society is just it's a weird little dude though who charlie chaplin yeah have you ever watched any of that yeah he's pretty funny even though. Yeah, I mean, at the time, I would have thought he's like, when he was, he was brilliant. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, like society as a whole was. I mean, and still, there's still arranged marriages in this world. Like, there's still people like sell. Like, there's still dowry. Is dowry is that what it's called? When you marry a girl and then her family gives you a bunch of money, essentially, for marrying her. Is it called a dowry? I have no clue. I'm I'm kind of happy I don't know what that's called. <laughs> dude, yeah. I, used to, I used to work with a guy at Coca-Cola. Weird little dude. He's very fuzzy, furry man. He, we call him, his name is Warren Fenders. We call him a lot of hair. Like, yeah, he's just, he's just a hairy man. Weird little guy. Uh, he literally was like open about having a male or bride. I mean, that stuff exists. It is crazy. It's weird. Yeah. I was like, that's so strange. By the way, that was just a little nugget of information. Thank you. What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie? Wow, we're going all over the place. Okay. Favorite well, my, the, again, into my pea brain when you said Leonardo da Vinci, the Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. So, <laughs> got me thinking. I mean, He's in some of my favorite movies. So, I had to ask you what's. What you movie? say, those are the two most famous Leonardo's of all time. I can't think of any others. That's why I'm just saying that. Mm. Yeah, I really can't think of any. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but movies, um, like just any movie. And why? Um, I don't know. See, I don't. You've never movies. watched a movie before. No, I've seen more. You've movies. never seen a movie. I've seen more movies than you have, but trust me. Don't, um, you're, you're, okay, now you're gatekeeping movies. This is great. Keep it going. Movies. Um, well, no, I, you know me. I don't like picking favorites for things. But um, I would say Shawshank Redemption. I haven't seen it in a couple of years. I should probably rewatch it. Uh, I just love the message of that movie. Uh, I love the characters. 
I love Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Freeman or Friedman? Freeman. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's great. Uh, I like how it kind of has like a twist, like you don't kind of expect it. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 the prison system as a whole fascinates me. Yeah. Um, just the fact that we, rather than trying to help these people, we're just like, we're going to put you in prisons and I mean, you can get into the whole private prison talk if you want. Um, so you're like a movie that makes you think. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, Not just something at face value. Yeah, um, Inception is definitely up there as well. Oh, yeah, I, I think I was texting um, you about this. No? Yeah. Well, I just watched it like just last watched, month yeah. for the first time. Yeah, that's another movie that I will like rewatch. Um, that is a weird. That that is a movie that makes you think. Yeah, I've been watching a while though. I feel like I need to re. And that's one thing that I I stayed away from like rewatching movies yeah, really and TV it. shows. And I feel like I shouldn't do that because you get you kind of get better appreciations for movies, especially like a good movie, and mm-hmm. you watch it five times versus just watching it once. Um, but. Obviously, you don't do that with every movie because there's a lot of movies that kind of suck. There's also a lot of movies that it's strictly for like entertainment value. Yeah. But I mean, it's hard because something like Inception, isn't that close to a three hour movie? Yeah. I yeah. think it was like the original, well, not the original, but like one of the first movies that were like massive that was like three hours. Now I feel like every movie's three hours. No. The Godfather's movie, those are all well, that's what I'm saying. It's not the original, but like it's. Have you ever movie. seen Apocalypse Now? No. That movie's like three hours. Right. There's a lot of movies. I know there's hours. a lot of movies, Avery. I, my favorite movies. I remember I took a couple film classes in college. Um, and I remember this one essay that I wrote. I forget, I don't know what the thesis of this essay was, but it was essentially just about like my favorite. Uh, movies are usually ones that include like really in-depth villains i think villains are like anti-heroes or anti-heroes yeah okay so for instance like a movie like scarface yeah like al pacino i don't like scarface i get super overrated but keep keep so yeah hear me out so like I think it's great. And my my favorite scene mm. in all the movies I've ever watched is, and you might not remember it, but the scene where he's at like the dinner party and he's fucking wasted. I know, I do remember that. It's the look at the bad guys. Yeah. So he stands up and he's at this dinner party with a bunch of like, you know, ritzy white people, like it's very glamorous dinner and he stands up and he's obviously wasted. So everyone's looking at him and everyone's face is in disgust. And he's like, look at me, like, look at the bad guy. And he's essentially like, everyone always needs like a bad guy to look at and blame for the problems going on. Or like he is, he is what is epitomizes evil or like what's bad in the world. And you always compare. Mm-hmm. I thought I just think that scene is like so good. It's it's so like simple, but then that's a scene where you like watch over and over again. You're like, you just get a different appreciation for it. And he says, "Segmented bad guy." Yeah, 
Well, and it's just something. There's so much going on, and all, especially in a movie like Inception, like it's one. Of, I enjoy movies where you have to watch like 30 minutes of YouTube and like read stuff. Oh, I love to that. Understand. Yeah. I don't know why, but I, I just, no, I love because I feel like if I'm spending two hours, three hours of my time sitting down and watching something, like I, it needs to be a full experience. Yeah. I mean, obviously there are other times where I'm like, all right, let's watch Halloween Day and Nights and like shit like that, like. It kind of depends on what mood you're in. Well, people just like experiences um, in general. It goes back to like what you were saying, but like the guys shop in Italy versus mm-hmm. like the subway. Yeah. People like an experience. But I know what you mean because after I watched Inception, I think I, t- well, I Googled like the ending explained because I knew what it was, but at the same time, like I knew there's more nuggets of information that I yeah. wasn't like is really thinking top, about. The top right. Exactly. Is the top spinning. And then, like, I think in, like, the final scene, I could be wrong, but it's something to do with his wedding ring uh, that was, like, on or off that I didn't even, like, realize. Yeah. And I was, like, was the top actually spinning? Like, did it fall? Because it cuts. It cuts. And I also, so some people hate that. Yeah. Like, for example, you've seen this comments, right? Yes. Yeah. So I, David Chase, exactly. I love things like that, and I think all movies should end that way. Yeah. But some people hate that so much yeah people well, and then they're just like i want to know i want to know <coughs> and i'm i'm just completely opposite way like i think it's much more yeah i think it's better as art as a whole if there's like if you don't know kind of the ending yeah because then you can talk about it and debate it and it makes it makes the whole piece of, like if if it just ended with tony getting shot up which no spoilers but it's been a few years so you should all have watched it but yeah yeah we're spoiling it so if you want to whatever but if something's a cliffhanger it makes you want to go back and watch the whole thing again yeah i'm on my third i just started season one this is my third time watching it this year really did you watch the new movie i i loved it i i think it actually it's getting like the perfect uh reception it's like it wasn't bad but it wasn't necessarily good and I think a lot of people were like pissed off, like because they were like, "Oh, it's not really about Tony's like upbringing." And I'm like, "Yeah, like David Chase is pretty like upfront about it's it has less to do with him." But um, I thought it, I thought it covered thought it Tony right. the perfect amount. I agree because obviously, if it was about Tony, it wouldn't have been an interesting movie. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and it and wasn't, it, and it was one of those things where it was it was. What's his? I forget the uncle's name. Dicky. Dicky. Like you met Dicky's dad, so you kind of understand why Dicky is the way he is, mm-hmm. and then that kind of transfers on, like Dicky transfers it onto Tony, and it's just kind of like this. And if you think about in the Soprano series, the relationship that Tony has with Christopher, like the entire time. Oh like, yeah, it completely stems for Tony's uncle because he loved him, but then he also like. Hey, yeah. Which is the same thing. Well, and especially because the like last. I think it's genius. What? It, just one surprise in general, but two, yeah. like David Chase's. Uh, well, that was the original anti hero, was Tony Soprano. Yeah, I got You could argue. So, yeah, I agree. And like, um, I thought it was good. I. Fuck, what was I going to say? Um, What was I going to say? We'll cut this out. Let me get my. 
No, I, I thought, well, back to what you're saying about like the ambiguous like ending. Mm-hmm. Like if I like if I was David Chase and I was sitting down with you and you were like, so what what is the ending about? Like tell me. And if I was David Chase, I'd just like, yeah, Tony's daddy gets shot. Mm-hmm. Then you're just like, oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, all right. There's not much to like think about after that. No, and like people, he said it in an interview that I was watching. It's like about just ambiguous endings in general, not so just the Sopranos, but people ask him, like, what did, what did the, the Sopranos in general? Like, and he just went off on a rant. And he's like, I hate when people like ask me that question because, like, that's the point. Like, you're not supposed to like have an answer. Like it makes the mind wander, and he's just like, it's, "No, that's no fun." Why? He's like, "I don't even know." He's like, "It's not like I'm yeah. just like keeping a secret." <laughs> you know, he's like, "I'm, I'm obviously I created the series, and the, but he's like, I'm not. It's not like I'm just like withholding a secret. Like yeah. it's ambiguous. It's for you to think. Well, like, for you to think about. Yeah, and it and it makes a piece of art where me and you. I mean, when did when did it end? The early two thousands. Yeah. So me and you are still talking about today, twenty twenty one. Are we watching? It's something that if Dude, I, it's a business decision too. Well, it's a yeah. To it, yeah. But um, like if I ever have kids, or if I don't, I mean, I don't know if kids, but I'm gonna tell like younger people like you need to watch this. Surprise. Like this is like human experience that everyone needs yeah. to like experience. Me personally, I think. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're getting to the end of the podcast, but I will say the reason why I was so eager to come on this podcast and for listeners at home, aka our friends. So I guess they are aware. Well, hey, we got 40 people. That's true. We got some I don't know how I don't know how the fuck people are finding this podcast. I haven't marketed this. I haven't even told people this. I was telling people, but um uh I I I I swear to God, I say this all the time, I've said this for years. I think you're the most interesting person I know. And part of that is because you are talking about ambiguous endings. I think you are kind of ambiguous, but it's like just where I think you're going to react a certain way to something, you just like do the opposite. So I'll be like, oh, like. Can you give me an example? Yeah, I will. So for instance, like I'll be like, uh, like. Avery's too nice. Like, he won't do this or something like that. And you'd be like, no, fuck, fuck that. Like, fuck that. I need to be a dick. Like, fuck that. Yeah, I'm trying to work like, on that. Yeah. Not being as nice. Yeah. For it, like, that's an example. Or, like, just like, or just talking, shooting the shit. And then you, you're like infamous. However, told you about blah, 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 blah. And then to the point where I was like, no, no, you haven't. And then you're like, I've never told you about this. And then we're like, no, but tell it because it's those sentences that you start off with, how I ever told you about, are always like the best conversations you have. But one, you've also just had like worldly experiences, like you travel the world and like you just, I think you have a head on your shoulders. But yeah, I have to say, you're the most interesting person. I know. And that's why I do, I truly think, like, and I'm not. It's all appearance. No, I don't think it is. Appearance? You say I have my head on my shoulders. I don't think I have shit figured out, bro. Yeah, but that's what I I appreciate. Like I like that. 
<laughs> don't be yawning right now. Don't be yawning with your mouth open. I don't know. But no, I, I think I think that because you don't have the world figured out, and I think some people at our age shouldn't. And it's like you. Well, no one has the world figured out. That's true. I mean, That's true. But like people think, be, yeah. But the more the more you know, the more you realize you don't. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's very and that's one thing that it took me a while to get over this, but the fact that you can admit you don't know things, I think is huge. That's why I had to put a, a uh what's the word? I had to tell the listeners, like, yeah, I'm not gonna talk about things I really don't know about. Well, you should talk about because then you learn and well yeah, but it's what but what I'm saying is one thing to preface it. It's one thing that's what I was looking for the preface. Uh, it's one thing to like start talking about something and act like you know it. Like for instance, like when we're sitting down with someone watching a certain sports game and like, yeah. I'm always gonna like, for instance, if we're watching the Red Sox, like I'll always encourage people to root for the Red Sox and just like, you know, be into the game or whatever. It makes the experience work better. But for them to be like, oh yeah, like I knew that or like, oh yeah, I blah, 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 blah. Like people see through the bullshit, right? Well, and it's all about like ego and you don't want to, come across as being stupid or unintelligent and so there's like that hurdle you have to get over right. i feel like but then yeah no, i think it's it's, shoot, it's a game of shoots and ladders because like you might get over that but then you yeah. start the next sentence and then someone's like oh this guy has no yeah. idea what he's talking about but i also feel like feel even dumber yeah i feel like i've gotten to the point where i don't really give a fuck what people think and yeah. I'm generally a curious person, so if I don't know something, I'm going to ask about it. That's kind of one reason I started this podcast. It's just, I mean, even in, I've had a conversation with you, my other two roommates, and my great uncle and my brother, and I feel like I've like learned a ton. Yeah. And that's one thing that I don't know why I'm why this way. It's probably because my mom was a teacher. Um, but I just like always want to like learn new things and I'm always like curious yeah. about things. Well, I think that goes back to why you're one of my favorite people is because like you're, you're not spiritual in a way like, oh, kumbaya, like, like hippie kind of spiritual, not that kind of spiritual mm-hmm. saying like, you're just very like in tune with like who you are and like navigating life and like hearing others and more so just learning in general, like there's other people that I hang out with, for instance, that are like stagnant where I hang out with them. And it's the same, it's the same person, same conversations that were happening six years ago. Yeah. But with you, I hang out with you every weekend. It's, it's never felt like that. And I think. Because I've never liked to do the same thing twice. Right. Well, even just like, just your mentality is always like evolving. And I like that because well, I like that in general, but, and also I think it, it goes into like, I think you're a very polarizing person for that reason. Because like, I always, I always like want to hang out with you because like, it's always one, just like, you're always happy. That's nothing. I think that's like 80% of it. You're just like always happy. Yeah. No one likes hanging out with people who are like sad and negative. No one. No. That's, I mean, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, you're just a curious person and you're always happy. So, so it's, you know, like, it's something different every time. Like yeah, and you let me sleep on the Arnoff couch, so I appreciate that. Good looks. The hot couch. Not the hot couch, Arnoff couch. Uh, well, yeah, why do you? I don't. Uh, I'm also. Like, I'm at the like point brother. where I can't sleep on couches anymore. I won't do it. I can't. I like leather. I. 
when Yuki goes, I, we're getting a leather couch. I, I, I wake up, my back hurts. Like I can't sleep on couches. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't feel best. I just, I'm, I'm at the point where I can't do it. Uh, also, my length doesn't help where I don't fit on those couches. It's fucking annoying. Yeah, I'm a very compact structure. I mean, you're the average height. You're, you're the I'm average. like a Jeep. I'm like a Jeep. Rugged, all-terrain vehicle. Yeah. I always used to think I would. But I break down sometimes. <laughs> I'm sensitive. I always used to think I wanted a Jeep when I was a kid. I still like growing up, and now I just—it's like the last car I have to go. If for. if I had money and I wasn't really looking out to be like a reliable car, I would buy it. Unfortunately, my uncle Rick, my mom's brother, died at the age of like twenty-one. In a Jeep. In a Jeep, so like yeah. it's a big thing in my family. Like no Jeeps allowed. Yeah. I've always wanted one, but uh, I probably at the end of the day probably never get one for that reason, but. Although I had nothing to do with the actual car, it's just more like an omen. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you you feel good. I feel great. I think I encourage everyone to not only just hop in the pod, but like do this more often with every one of their friends. Just sit in a room, no computer, no. Well, well there's, we have there's a computer, but not for. We need, we need someone to record this. Yeah, but not like sit in a room, like no phones, no nothing, no distractions, just one-on-one conversations, like. I think everyone should do that with every of their friends. Yeah. It's almost like therapeutic. In a way. Well, yeah. I mean, it's almost. I mean, and you just get to know your friends. Honestly, we're not talking about life shit, but it's a, it is almost a form of therapy. Kind of. Yeah. Like, I haven't thought about Instagram, Twitter. Well, my know. mind's always on Facebook. Well, yeah. You're a huge Facebook guy over here. Do you, yeah. you hear about all the hot water Facebooks in? With the, I mean, I saw, but yeah. I don't really give a shit because at the end of the day, Mark Zuckerberg, so like a billionaire, and yeah. it's like not gonna even make a dent. So he's probably gonna somehow make money off this. Well, I mean, I'm sure more people are going to Instagram now because they hear about it, so they're like, oh, maybe I'll sign up. And don't, are they in like collaboration? Like the Facebook owns it. Yeah, I was gonna say Facebook. Okay, yeah. Which is, well, that's one thing. Like the the government, the yeah, the fact that all these companies just merged together is ridiculous in America. The fact that Google owns YouTube, the fact that Facebook owns Instagram and WhatsApp, and and the fact that Facebook more owns um, what's it's not Oracle. Let me ask you a question. The VR goggle. What is that called? What's I know. I know you're talking about. So the leading VR yeah. goggle. Facebook owns it. Like they should. I'm all for like businesses buying things, but at a certain point, like businesses get Amazon, they own retail, they own streaming, they own every everything is hosted on Amazon web services. Like at a certain point, they're gonna like buy the NFL. Yeah, like at a certain point, there's only so much a company like there's a point there the reason why there is like antitrust and there's a reason those laws exist. Because when a company gets so powerful that they can dictate things. Right. I mean, the fact that Amazon was essentially bidding cities against each other for how much tax dollars they would get. Mm-hmm. Like 
that's that's ridiculous and absurd. Let me ask you a question, and I, and I ask you, I really want to hear your opinion because you know way more about social media and like the business behind it in 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 its entirety more than I do. But I have to preface it by telling you a short story. So I'm going to ask you, do you, in very similar to religion, mm-hmm. do you think it's done more good than it has bad? Mm-hmm. Now, the story behind it was I was in a finance class, essentially a uh, markets and institutions class. So I had to present on, I think it was Apple's credit card. And the thesis behind it was that it was a it was looked at and perceived in a bad way because apple and google and all these social medias they share our information and they have so much of it so then when you compare well when you combine that idea with them having control of our finances or having more information on our finances mm-hmm. it's usually not a good thing because well, they, they build profiles around yeah. you and they they market in a way they I'm not saying it's in a, a, a smart way, but it's not good that they have all this information on you and then it leads into your finances. Um, it leads to like, I think unfair practices in ways. But so I, I was asked at the end of my presentation, my professor asked, do you think it's done more good than it has bad? And my dumb ass was like, yeah, I think, I think those companies have done more good than bad. Obviously, I wasn't thinking about it in a finance way because I don't think it's, it's a smart practice for them to be doing. But it makes me think, because then I had to obviously, like I was talking to Max, I was like, no, but think about it. I think like Facebook and those companies, like I think they've done more good than they have bad. Like I'm one of those people that I don't care if they have my information. Financially, okay, that's when I start caring. But as far as just like them like recording me on like my laptop and like them essentially knowing everything about me and like active listening devices i don't care and in a weird way i think they've done more good than they have bad especially as a consumer because mm-hmm. like i'll scroll instagram and i'll see an ad it's targeted obviously and i'll be like eh, fuck it like i'll scroll I'll shop now i'll hit that button and i usually end up buying something mm-hmm. so what are your thoughts on that so well one thing i'll say is that apple doesn't sell your information like those other companies do they allow well, other people to yeah. use their products to sell their information, but they don't actually. So that's like one okay. thing that I do like kind of like about Apple, but they also allow people to do that on their platform. It's so they, it's they, like blurred lines. They essentially do it. Yeah. But so I think as of today, social media has done more harm than good. I think all those companies have. Google and YouTube, I would say they've done more good than bad at this point. Um, but I also think we are in such a pre-mature stage of this. Oh, I agree. Yeah. The, I mean, it's it's what? It's not even 10 years yeah. that everyone's had a smartphone? Exactly. Um, I think we're in a very, I, I think obviously everything with the Instagram and like, I know me and you have both seen this, but the like depression that comes out of it and thinking that you should always be doing these things and obviously the pictures of models on Instagram that is just like not like real life at all, which you already kind of saw that in magazines and things like that, but it's just I'm like promoted even more. Um, I think the fact that 
it decreases productivity a ton because so our true. Yeah. humans across are, the board humans are less productive now than they mm -hmm. were in their early 2000s because of these I things could agree with that yes um so i think that hurts it obviously i think the fact that we can connect with people in other countries and like have shared experiences i think that's something that's very valuable because me for example like i'm trying to think of I mean, for example, Drake and Kanye just released their albums. I know that was a few weeks ago. That was a pretty big worldly experience. Right. If I wanted to, I could be on Twitter and I could see people tech tweeting about those albums in Africa. There's people in Asia that were tweeting about them. And we all have this shared experience. Before social media, you couldn't. Right. And I think that leads to everyone being more together and understanding rather than like, oh, cultures. we got fucking bombed. Russia because right. they're all communist right. like, and it's, I, so I think that's a good aspect but like I said and then, and obviously you can look at like case like things like the Arab Spring and all those like they attribute that specifically to Facebook right like all those countries becoming free because they were able to organize on right. Facebook where before if they used the phones like the whatever secret police would come and arrest you and put you in jail so I think that certain things have been good, but I think the, the whole depression thing and like productivity thing, I think is bad. Uh, but like I said, it's such a premature thing. And I still think like the perfect, the perfect social media hasn't been invented yet. I can agree with that. I, th and I think it's really- I, I thought the whole clubhouse, like, Spotify Greenberg. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the closest <coughs> we've gotten to like because it's people having conversations. Like I went on it for a couple um like sessions and stuff. And I really should probably get back into it. But the problem with that is that it's too you have to like take time out of your day. And especially if you're like at work, like if you're if you're at work, you can't really like go into a clubhouse session and like talk and experience it. Right. Um, and so, and I think like things like Twitter, like again, like it's good to have those shared experiences, but then you also have where people are going places and obviously misinformation spreads like wildfire mm -hmm. on social media, which is terrible because now our media outlets are starting to cover internet stories and right, right, give right. you a whole book to read about that whole situation. And that, again, that's something that's really bad. and. The problem is, is when someone hears something, and then even if they hear that that wasn't true, they might not necessarily believe it if it kind of right. confirms their belief. And part of this whole Facebook thing is that they were they're focusing more on engagement rather than like factual and like people creating relationships and things like that, mm -hmm. which is smart from a business model, which again what makes America so great, but for the overall health of people it's terrible because you have people just like arguing yelling at each other i agree and i think like and i like asking these type of questions because i think one it just it, your interest and your knowledge on a topic becomes more broad for obvious reasons but two like i stated that i think you obviously know more about the world of social media, the world of well, because I'm a weirdo and I listen to podcasts. I don't think that's weird at all because it's a big like in our day and age, like it's gigantic 
topic mm-hmm. and it affects us every single day. But I think, uh, I will say, and this is something I stand strongly by, I think our generation thinks of the world as very binary and very black and white. It's, I think we think of things as like, you're wrong, I'm right. I don't think that Right, I, 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 oh, just about generation? No, oh, black and white. Oh, yeah, like, I, I hate that. Like, my number one, like, turn off in a conversation is when someone's like, I'm right, you're wrong. And I, I truly believe almost in close, to, again, there's a few ex- exceptions to this theory, but in a lot of conversations, I think there's two sides to the story. And, like, two parties can be right at the same time. Two parts can also be wrong at the same time. But by saying that, I, I think you brought up a great point about uh, the, the cons of social media, the productivity, I 100% agree. I think people are not proactive at all, or not proactive, productive, uh, excuse me. But uh, I, I do think, and it is weird, again, I like hearing your side of things because when you brought up uh, people always comparing themselves, Yes, I agree with that. Personally, I don't experience it. I probably do. Well, I'm subconsciously, sure you 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 definitely experience it because you've been in. Yeah, no, um, I, I I experience it, but I don't. It's not like an active thing on my mind where I'm like. No, not constant, but I'm sure you've been on Instagram when you've been. I mean, how long have you been home since you've back moved from out Florida. of Providence? Uh, two weeks. That's it. Going on two weeks. That's it. I think so. But I mean, in your lifetime, I'm sure there's been like a Friday night where you did absolutely nothing and you're by yourself in your bed and you're on Instagram and you see people at bars or clubs or restaurants and you're like, oh, I kind of wish I was out. Like, I'm sure like I've kind of, I've experienced it too with like friendships, like be like, oh, like this one group of friends is always doing something. Like I'm, we've both been in like personal relationships with significant others, like it happens like you're like oh these this couple's doing this why aren't we doing this like see like so and it, it it's i i personally don't get like super consumed by that yeah, that's what i'm saying i don't get super. But i know i have you, but you think that you think subconsciously about it yes it's possible not to. no i agree so what i'm saying is i absolutely have right like subconsciously i agree i don't think i get souped up into it too much um but like, I do know like some of the friends like definitely do. And it also makes me think of like, uh, I think like women our age, really, they get, they compare themselves to certain people that think they have to be a certain way. I, it's the same for guys, but I, I feel more for girls. Well, I think it's more women, concentration. Women do consume social media more than men. Right. Facts. But I also just, I, I also do think like the, there is some type of subculture that men have attributed to that are directed at women where it's like you gotta be a certain way, you gotta look a certain way. And this is well, goes back, this well, goes back all, decades, it's like, like long time. It's ago. like models. Like yeah. there's no like there's really no like guy Instagram models. Like it's not like guys like posting pictures of them with abs yeah. and like flexing on the beach and stuff. Right. But there's plenty of like girls like bikinis and things like by that. tenfold right yeah and i think that it it's all about like 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 one thing i love that instagram did is that they're getting rid of lights i don't think are they really 
Well, so there's a feature now where I think you can get rid of it. I don't know if it's, I know it's in beta testing, but I remember I heard that and I was like, this is genius. Like, this is <laughs> like, they, that's what they should do. Right. But like going um, back to, going back to the original discussion of like people like comparing themselves and that's like one of the cons of social media. Like again, you and I, we believe that we don't really get that much into it. Like I've never really like caught myself being like, I probably have like once but or you, twice. The, you subconsciously, yeah, subconsciously. Yeah. And just the fact that you think about it, like, cause I mean, me and you, me and you are friends. Like I'm sure like you think about like yourself, like yourself or amongst our friend group, like you want to be doing well compared to everyone else. It's, it's a natural human emotion. Right. Yeah, I know. I know exactly. I also feel like we are we're a close friend. Like us as friends are like pretty close, and so we kind of want to lift everyone up mm-hmm. rather than. But I've kind of been around other people where everyone's just like trying to get ahead and stuff like that, which yeah. is toxic. I, yeah, I think I think it's just like strange too. What? Like I, just like that, like mindset of just like always thinking about what others are thinking about you and like whatever like well i mean i'll be honest that was me up until in high school obviously i went through that but like now like i got to I mean, up, in, up until flip the switch probably freshman year maybe even sophomore year, i would say i was like that like i was i was a nutcase back then like i was thinking like i would have conversations with someone and I'd be thinking like, oh, what is this person? They're gonna go back to their friends and say this about me. Like that was, I always thought about really? that shit. It fucked, yeah, it fucked me up. I was like, I was not the same person I am now. Now I just truly don't care what anyone thinks about, um, just because I'm kind of, I don't know why what flipped in my mm-hmm. head, but now I just truly do not give a fuck about like what people think about me. And, like, I have my friends, and, like, if you don't like me for who I am, then, I mean, you can, I'm sure people, I don't like certain people for the way they are, just because, whatever reason. I, like, obviously, like, I probably definitely went through it. I say all this, but I probably went through it in high school where I was like that. Well, everyone goes through it. Yeah, I feel like everyone. (laughs) But, like, nowadays, like, like, I like to make people laugh. Like, I like people like make people smile and like have a good time. Yeah. So I do think of things like that in that sense, but never in the sense where I'm like, oh, like what do they think about? Like, I don't think that's ever like crossed my mind to a like a certain degree. Yeah. But hopefully I, uh, hopefully I make you laugh and make you smile on the guys. I mean, I think I've laughed a couple of times during this podcast. True. So. All right, well, should we wrap it up? I, I think so. Four hours. Probably. We got a tea time. We, we do have a tea time, but I want to thank you for having me on. I think everyone is listening. Homework of the week. Share it with one or two friends. Help out our friend Avery. And have a good week. Yeah. And shout out to our people in Belgium listening. <laughs>